Hey guys, what's up? My name is Caleb Nguyen. Um, this is the Motivated Lawn Care Show, and I am a 19-year-old lawn care and landscaping business owner. We have four crews full-time going out there kicking butt, uh, and I went from a bicycle, literally a bicycle with a little trailer behind it, a push mower, basic stuff like that, uh, at 16 years old, to being 19 years old and having four trucks, building the dream past 400K, um, which I'm going to tell you guys how much we're probably going to do in revenue next year, profit next year, some goals, but then also some like realistic figures of what we've done in the past, as well as spending time overseas and leaving my business for months and months and months at a time while growing it so substantially uh, from a little bicycle um, at 16. Um, and yeah, and having the opportunity to also help a handful of guys build their businesses, just work with them one-on-one -on -one and just help them grow their businesses too. Um, it's been huge. It's been crazy. And so if you want to hear how I've been able to grow my business so quickly, what I'm up to now and where I'm taking this thing and how exactly um, I plan to go from, well, how exactly I went from that bicycle to where we are today with the four trucks to where we're going to be this coming year uh, and where we could potentially be in the future. And I don't want to sound arrogant when I say it, but I want to lay out a foundation for you guys to hopefully open up your mind so you say, hey, this is what's possible for me based upon what this person did. And here's what he believes is possible for himself based upon that. Based upon that, I can say, okay, what do I think he has right? Let me implement that in my business. What do I think he's doing wrong? Let me make sure I don't do that in my business. So I want this to be an opportunity for you guys to get to do a little audit of me. I'm going to just spit information for you guys on how I did it, what we're doing, and what we plan on doing so that you guys can, can kind of pick and choose how you would like to grow your business um, and hopefully pick up some things that are going to just help you, again, grow your business, build a better business for yourself. First thing. How did I do it? What did the journey look like? And where did I even start? So I started when I was about, uh, I think I was 14, 15 years old uh, with a push mower and a broom. Um, no blowers, no trimmers, nothing. I did two or three of my neighbors. I mean, I thought I was going to be all this and that. It did not work out. I was very upset about that. Um, got a part-time job, kind of maxed out, maxed out my hours, like 25, 30 hours a week doing that, which I thought was crazy. Um, because they let me do like three and a half hour shifts every single day, just crazy stuff to get the hours, uh, you know, fighting for college kids for hours and that kind of stuff, making my 12 and out $12 an hour, $10 an hour take home and just saving all of it and all the odd jobs I had along the way. And before then, since I was like, you know, 10 years old, just having the odd jobs doing that kind of stuff. Um, and then getting to the point where I was like, you know what, I could really build this thing, going to the library, reading every book from, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Think and Grow Rich, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, um, How to Win Friends and Influence People, all these books at the, you know, that are just classic, timeless, like financial books. And if you've never heard of any of those books, highly recommend picking up some of those books because it will change your mind on how the world works, how money works, and how you, you would like to live your life. Um, and yeah, I did, that's just all I started with. At 16, I was like, you know what? I can make this thing happen. Didn't have a driver's license. Um, I had my permit, but it was like a weird in-between. and I couldn't afford a vehicle. I think I had a couple grand um, in cash. And well, I probably had uh, like five grand in cash and then like three or four grand in investments, which actually turned out to do very well during COVID, the COVID year. I, I invested it in like 2020 after everything just dropped off. Invested it, made a great return on that, I will tell you. Um, and so that was me at, at like 16 um, and just built it up from there. We had 40 clients by the end of the year. Next year, um, 17, get out there, 130 clients, cross 100K-ish. 
um, truck, trailer, everything, cash. Um, I'm working two days, three days, four days in the field at the most, not working five or six days um, and chilling, you know. Uh, did a lot of things wrong, didn't profit like I should have, lots of stupid things that I did and just didn't know what I was doing. Um, but I started getting introduced to this like world of like business and learning about these things and doing it better. Um, fast forward to 18, um, I spent a lot of time overseas on a missions trip in Africa. The business launched that spring without me, um, which was crazy. I came back, It was there was a lot of things going on that were not good. I had to come back, fix a lot of things. And then I left again for another two months to do youth ministry in the Adirondacks of uh, New York. Business ran again while I was gone, came back and jumped into building stuff up for snow plowing. Just turned 19. So when I say 19, it's like, you're like, bro, you spent 16, 17, 18, and 19. It's all you got. I spent 16, 17, and 18. I wasn't even here this year. So just crazy, super blessed, not going to lie. Great guys alongside me. Um, Along the way, I would say some key things when growing. Number one, takes time. Okay, Time is your best friend. Anybody can build a business off of referrals and basic marketing over a long period of time. Now, growing quickly is a whole other story. Um, growing quickly is what I did this year. Okay, In fact, in the last about three months, um, starting in the beginning of September, I went out there and I kicked butt. I was on the phone uh, for eight hours a day, um, every single day. And then I would be writing up bids and estimates and sending out um you know, introductions and meeting people and all this stuff for more hours and more hours and more hours a day. So I was working probably, you know, at least 10 to 12 hours a day, six to seven days a week um, since September. Uh, what I Here's what I did. So door hangers was one thing. I'd go out and I, I'd throw out some door hangers, um, converting current clients into snowplowing clients, with their, which they were very not used to. Um, we had never snowplowed before. So it was like, they weren't sure to what, what to expect or uh, a lot of them also had, con- you know, already had contracts with people previously. So I think our conversion from lawns to plowing is going to be better this coming season because a lot of people from plowing are going to go into lawn season and then go back to plowing. Um, but yeah, it was good. Uh, we ended up finishing out with, I think, a total of 100 residential driveways. As of right now, I think it's like 98. So and I, I don't think it's gonna be hard to grab two more people. I just shot out an email um, today saying, hey, if you have any friends that you'd like to refer, it's going to be another, you know, we can give you a $100 bill for it, you know, or shave $100 off of your your price for the season. And I think we'll probably snag a couple of people. We technically have room for about five more clients because the other 75% of my roster is filled with commercial clients. Um, and I did that by being on the phone for hours every day. Like I said, it was eight, at least eight hours. And then I'd go out and I'd, I'd uh, do door hangers for an hour or two. And then I'd come back. And then I would send out bids for an hour or two, uh, and then I would go to bed and I'd do it all over again. And so I did that for September and October and a good chunk of November. Uh, by the time that November rolled around, a lot of the contracts were already kind of in play. And so I was just like, all right, well, now I have to get the equipment together. I have to hire the employees. And so I went out there, hired people off Indeed, uh, which is great. Love Indeed. Indeed and ZipRecruiter, highly recommend, Okay. Wouldn't waste my time with Facebook groups or trying to find friends or buddies who know who know this person, who know this person, know this person. Hire people off Indeed, offer them great great pay and benefits. Write up a good description that shows that you care about them and you're not just looking for a list of qualifications. Um, and people will just flock. We had so many people. I had people on my phone who would love to work for us um, that I could easily replace any of my guys with, <clears throat> and they probably work for even less than my guys currently are. Going to be loyal. I'm a loyal employer. 
Um, but yeah, if the guys give me a hard time, I'll be like, hey, look, you're out, you're done. So that's been incredible. Uh, lots of just very uncomfortable situations with buying new equipment and traveling and flying to New York City and, and driving to, to Boston and trailers coming off in the middle of the night and hailstorms. It just lots of just crazy stuff has happened along the way in the past three months as I've built this thing. It's been, um, I wouldn't say the hardest. Um, I'd say being overseas and, and I won't get into details, but some crazy stuff happened. Um, doing that was probably a little bit harder in different ways, but this is equally just very uncomfortable. I'm just like, geez, bro, who knew that growing so quickly is so incredibly uncomfortable. You're just like, I don't, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. Like managing all this stuff. And it's just me. It's just me answering the phone. It's just me doing this and I'm growing the business and I'm doing those things. So I would say this in regards to me growing super quickly, I grew so quickly in commercial because that's what I spent my time doing. By the way, I spent a significantly more than 75% of my time going after commercial, cold calling people, follow up, follow up, follow up. I literally have lists of like over 100 properties that we sent bids to. I think we um, reached out to over 400 businesses, was able to get out about 100 bids, um, and I had a good script, and, and I got I really nailed it down. And by the way, I also, when I first called, that wasn't the last time that I called. If they didn't pick up or they kind of shooed me off, I called back a second time or third time to all 400 people. Um, and then as soon as the people answered and they're like, sure, here's my email, send stuff over to. I had an incredible resume that I'd spent like a week building out this resume, just described our company, what we do, why we do it, just chalked this up to be great, great script, all this stuff, spent time being professional and just having a good presentation for people and just sent those things out, sent out probably a hundred of them. Um, some people immediately just started ghosting me after I sent bids and that kind of stuff, didn't hear back from people. I could tell that some people just really weren't interested, um, but they just kind of gave me their email, that kind of thing. And it ended up watering down all the way to where we are today, where we are exactly booked. We are exactly booked. Um, but yeah, I spent almost all my time doing commercial. If I had spent almost all of my time doing residential, would we have, uh, would we, we'd be much more, you know, split in the way of residential, I would say absolutely, 100%. Um, we'd be more like a, a 60, 40, you know, 60 residential, 40 commercial. However, I would recommend you probably if it was just me out doing door hangers, even if it was that eight hours a day, instead of doing that calling people um, that I was out there doing those door hangers, I'd say we probably have three trucks instead of four, uh, which, you know, I don't mind more money, more money's, I mean, I'll take extra money. Um, but it's just, it was a learning lesson for me too. And as, as I look back, I'm like, man, I wish I had more residential. I'm like, well, if I really just wanted more residential, I could have just gotten out there and pounded more payment and done it. And by the way, for those of you who are like, oh, dude, commercial's the place to become, the money's in commercial. No, okay. It is, it can be, but you're not going to get paid until the spring, basically. Like, you're going to see part of your payout in the beginning of the season when, uh, if you have any residentials, like, Dude, I don't know what to tell you besides commercial can be great money if you're doing salting too and it's year on contract in my area. It's just not good. We, we The reason why is we have so many snow plowing companies in our area that all the pricing is so competitive. Everything is very competitive. Whereas even places that get maybe 20 snow events in a winter, um, maybe like a Minnesota or <coughs> excuse me, even like a Western um northeast or eastern uh new york maybe out towards albany and you get like 25 snow events they're making more money than we are um and so they make more profit like they're just making they just get paid more to do less work and so they just make more money 
um, which is fine. I'm not complaining about my air. It keeps me tight, keeps me competitive. Uh, and Syracuse has, I think, historically top three most snowfall of any city in the United States of America. Buffalo is number one. I think Buffalo and Syracuse just go back and forth. Buffalo and Syracuse, New York. Um, so yeah, it's crazy. Um, and I think that in my area, residential is kind of where the money is. I'm not going to lie. Um, not, not like if you're good, let's say this, if you are experienced, money is it residential is where the money is. Or if you have like tractors with snowblowers and a really good route, really just if you, if you have a good route in your experience, you can push a hundred to 120 driveways in a storm. Um, and so you're making 40, at least, I mean, if you're getting $400 per driveway, which is honestly kind of low, you should be getting probably like 500. So if you're pushing a hundred driveways for one truck, good route, um, experienced dude, minimal shoveling, that kind of thing, you're doing 50 G's per truck. Okay. Which by the way, is very good. Okay. The volume is not good and your profit margin is going to be at least 25%, uh, sorry, at least 50% on, on a 50 grand residential. Cause your insurance is cheap because it's residential. Um, uh, everyone pays you up front for the season. Insanity, bro. Like my commercial stuff is like, <laughs> like I'm getting paid into May, you know? Um, so residential can be a huge way to crush. I know I'm rambling with this here. Um, but yeah, that's what I've really gotten into with snowplowing. I've never snowplowed before in my life. Literally, I've only snowplowed once before. The last time we had a snow event, that was the first time I'd ever plowed snow before. Um, and it's good. We're killing it. Um, it looks like we're probably going to get snow tomorrow. It's kind of this weird situation where it's so warm today, but it's supposed to snow all night. And I don't know what's going on. So I'm really, really hoping that it doesn't snow because we have one truck that's waiting on wiring. And we have an employee that's coming on, not this week, not the beginning of this week, but the beginning of next week. And so, yeah, it's um, it's kind of a weird situation to be in where it's like, oh, well, we don't have an employee or a truck. So we're doing four trucks worth of work with three trucks, which we already did. We've already done it. It takes like 14 hours to do it with no salting and with a helper with the sidewalks. Well, we're not going to have help with sidewalks this time. So we do have help with salting, but not going to have a helper with sidewalks. So it's going to take like 15, 16 hours. I'm like, bro unrealistic to be doing in the middle of the night at one night but once we have that that last truck dude we're gonna be in and out in eight hours ten hours so super excited for that so that's how i've grown the business to where it is today it's very recent that we've gone to four trucks um we were operating one truck all season long doing that same 200 250k basic stuff and then lo and behold we had three trucks um this winter all right so that is kind of what i'm uh what how i've gotten to where i'm at today what I'm up to now is operating those trucks. Um, I'm going to get into content starting in the new year, really. We're digging deep. We're going all in. Plenty of interviews, a lot of in-person interviews. This YouTube channel is going to pop off. It's going to pop off. I think we have already have like 500 subs on the YouTube channel. Haven't uploaded in like a year, over a year. Um, but it's still popping off. It's still doing really well. And so I have a lot of shop tours, interviews, um, a lot of really good content that's coming really, really soon. I'm really going to nail that down, and I'm really going to carve out about 20 hours a week to do that instead of like the three hours or by like two and a half, three hours a week that I do for the podcast and the basic posting and that kind of stuff. We're going to get after it because um, I really want to provide value and just kind of be like, hey, look, this is what we've been able to do in this short amount of time is grow a lot, and here's how I've been able to like be traveling and doing all these things while the business runs, um, and here's how to do it better than I did it. Um, and so I want to share that with you guys. So that's one thing that's going to be 20 hours a week doing that. Probably going to spend, um, 25 to 30 hours a week working on next season's 
growing. Um, so right now I'm working on commercial bids, and then as we get to spring, I'll start gearing up to get all the marketing ready for residential. So we're gonna have tons of people out there just absolutely just mobbing the streets with door hangers. We're just gonna go insane with door hangers because we've gotten incredible results, especially in the spring, oh my word. Client acquisition costs are incredible, and we have a lot of growing to do because we only had one truck's worth of green season work, and now we have three extra trucks. By the way, now that I'm already going to the future tense, our plan is to have five to six trucks and to do anywhere from 1.2 to 1.5 million next year. If I do a million dollars, I won't be pissed. <laughs> you know, if we have four trucks and we pack out the four trucks that I already own, if we pack those out, um, and we have, you know, two guys each truck, and we do a million dollars that year, and we do a 30% margin, I'll be all right, okay, 300 grand, okay, fine, you know what, like, I'll take my 300 grand, um, will I actually pay myself that, no, I'll probably reinvest a lot of it, but I'll be sitting pretty, I'll be doing fine, um, and I'll get to finally, like, start living, you know, I've always just reinvest, 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 but now I get to have a chance to really, um, go crazy with this, and if we're going to be able to <clears throat> grow and expand that much, like, we have one truck's worth, which generally one truck's worth in a year's worth of, of referrals generates enough business to replace itself. Um, so we kind of know based on the people that are going to come back next year um, that one truck is full. So we have th at least three trucks to fill, but I want to go for five, for six trucks, um, especially because we're going to be hiring, hiring a general manager. And at a million dollars to hire a general manager is tough. It's a little bit squeaky. It's like, ah, you know... Can you justify another 50 grand, 60 grand in a year just going out in profit that leaves the the business? Uh, but at 1.25, you know, 1.2 to 1.5 million, it makes so much sense because it takes so much headache off of me. In fact, we might have two general managers by the end of the year, by snow season next year, so that I don't even have to think about it. So it's going to be incredible. So that is what we are doing this year. Snow is, is not, I, I don't really enjoy snow. I'm not going to lie. Um, Mostly because I'm in the truck this year because I'm like, I really got to get a feel for it, more profit, all that kind of stuff. I'm like, bro, I hate this, <laughs> you know, but I've already, I, it's not the budget anymore to go out and hire someone else. I'm like, you know what, it is what it is. Plus, I'd be up all night anyway telling them what to do and driving around. And so I'm just like, yeah, I am very much looking forward to a general manager to handle this. But with that being said, that is the future. Um, another piece of what I'm, what I'm up to now and what's coming in the future is um, automations, okay? AI is taking over. I'm sorry, if you are not on top of it with this stuff, you are going to get destroyed. And I'm not going to get into specifics here right now. Maybe I should in the future. Um, but this is one of these things that I'm holding a little bit tight to the chest uh, is what's going on with AI and automations and lawn care landscaping businesses. And I'll tell you, based on conversations that I've had with some of the industry leaders in my area, I'm going to tell you right now, there's really going to be two types of businesses in the future. Okay, and this is going to scare some of you, um, but I'm going to tell you that there's going to be a lot of exiting of the middle ground. There's going to be a, a larger separation, just like there's, you know, the um, <coughs> the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poor. It's going to happen in lawn care. I'm just going to tell you right now, <clears throat> based on automations, AI, that kind of stuff, <clears throat> it is going to become the big boys, a lot of like larger centralized players, and the $25 cut cash guys, okay? Those guys will always exist. They'll always be around, but they basically could get a better paying job doing almost anything else. Like they make their 35, 40 grand. They feel good about themselves. They like being outside, being their own boss. Great, but we're out here to kill. And there's gonna be a lot of 
there's going to be a couple of multi-million dollar businesses in every area. Now, yes, there will still be guys who are somewhere in between, but it's going to get harder and harder for them to compete when our customer service is going to be so much better than theirs because we have automations and AI. Um, our uh, overhead is going to be so much lower because we have machine learning do most of our stuff for us, most of the heavy lifting for us. And so we just need to direct uh, the traffic flow instead of hire people to do to direct, but just direct the machines. And, and that's pretty much free. It's software, a couple hundred dollars a month versus a couple thousand dollars a month. So there's going to be a massive, massive gap that will begin to form. And you'll see this form between the little guys and the big guys. How long is this going to play out over? Lawn care is a very laggy industry. It's always very behind. I'd say it's always a decade or two behind. And right now, even normal businesses haven't started separating. So how far out is this? I think maybe 30, 35 years. Um, I think it's a long, long, long way out before it's that separated that you guys will look at and you're like, I think he said something about that. But with that being said, along the way, there will begin to be a separation. Okay, there will begin to be a separation. And the people who start taking the steps right now are going to kill, are going to destroy. And we're, on the, we're going to be on the forefront of that. Um, so I'm going to be cranking out 20 hours a week. Then I'm clocking in, building out automations, building out uh, mini, basically mini softwares for my business. Uh, and just to scare you guys, we're building software for my company, not necessarily for sale for other people to use, <clears throat> for my company that will find commercial properties. So one of the biggest time things is like, where? how do I find commercial properties, record their address, their, get their square footage, get them a bid, find their phone number. And once AI gets advanced enough, AI will be calling these people for us. And then AI will be sending the intro emails. And then AI will be sending the bids after measuring their square footage of the sidewalks of the, the parking areas. And as it gets fine-tuned, which it's not, it's not where it needs to be yet for that to be possible, but in the future, in the future, and when I say in the future, as soon as the technology is capable of this, we will have a system up and running that will literally scan the state of New York or whatever region I want and finds all the properties. And it's also going to figure out all the competition. It's going to get data from the internet. That's going to tell it kind of rough estimates on how much competitors are going to be bidding on things. And it's going to know exactly what to bid for us to be profitable and for us to win bids. And a machine will take your contract. Okay. It can't take away the relationship. So build these relationships while you can. That is huge. But the wishy-washy people or the people who that you gave poor service to last year, toast. Okay. It's going to take over. And and I just want to throw that out to you guys as a concept that, that I don't even want to put this in here because I don't even want people to do it because that's what we're working on. Um, and there are other players who are working on it too. And I'm sure there's going to be someone who tries to sell software for it. And then it's just game over for everybody because you could just buy the software. I don't even know what happens at that point. And so I think software is what you do when it's not worth it logistically to actually like physically take over but you just want to sell the software and let other people take each other over this is a takeover software like this stuff is the stuff that will destroy um and we've already seen um uh versions of of, of kind of softwares like this with simple estimate mike callahan simple estimate just stuff that measures um square footage and is very good at it it's incredibly close to being exact um and a lot of people have it now and there's just there's it's so simple guys it's so simple this is what i'm working on this is the future of lawn care and landscaping so for those of you guys who are like for this guy to do 1.2 to 1.5 million did 400k this last year pff, there's no way there is a way 
and the software will win. So I'm spending time allocated towards that. Um, and I would highly recommend that you guys stay tuned to the podcast, that you watch the space because there's going to be some moving, there's going to be some shaking, and you guys will be some of the first ones to know about it just by tuning in. Um, and there's a lot of stuff behind the curtain that goes on uh, with a lot of the bigger landscaping companies that they're in talks with each other um, about it and kind of the owners go back and forth with each other about it. It's just like, I don't know, it sounds like woo-woo, but like, all the big lawn care landscaping owners kind of know who each other are. It's kind of crazy. It's weird. It's really weird. Um, I don't know how to explain it, but any like four or five million dollar plus company that you know that's been around for a minute probably knows Mike Callahan, Mike Andes, uh, Chester Bruchinski, and like all these, they're all connected. Okay. Everybody's connected and uh, they're all stepping into these automations and this AI. And whoever's the quickest is going to be the biggest, but there's going to be a massive separation between um, the little guys and the big guys. And the medium guys are going to mostly go away, mostly going to go away. So if you want to stay a medium guy forever, it's time to start building customer relationships. I know you, you do have a couple years. Yeah, you do have quite a few years to uh, build that up. But I would let you know and just make aware to you guys what is going on and uh, what you're going to see rolling out in the next couple of years and what you actually might not see rolling out in the next couple of years. Um, but just all of a sudden these companies will swoop in and all the contracts will be gone and you'll have no idea what happened um, because it's like a shadow in the night, especially with commercial because all they're doing is picking up the phone. You can't see that. You can see the door hangers. You can see the ads on Facebook. You can't see the phone calls. And so I'd be watching the space and I'd be watching it really, really closely. With that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed a little update on where I'm at with things um, and where I think the industry is going. A little bit of woo-woo there. So uh I hope you guys enjoy, got some value out of this, and it gets the wheels turning for you. With that being said, I will catch you next week. Peace.